What does gravity and governments and spirituality have to do with each other? We'll find out on this episode of Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Welcome to this episode of Inverse, entitled Legal Meditations. Legal Meditations. And before you roll your eyes, what are we talking about? We're talking about the Sabbath. And we want to encourage you to go to inversebible.org to download our Bible study guide and talking about different aspects of Sabbath when it comes to spirituality. In the studio, we have Siku Jonathan and uh, in Israel. And we'll say, hey, welcome, guys. Hello, hello. And uh, always uh, happy to be with you, especially when we're talking about the Sabbath. And last week, we did end on a note that we've been talking about this high concepts, deep spirituality, the goodness of God, God's character, but how many of us experience this from day to day? Mm. And sometimes it's some of these, the rigid um, uh, bones of a structure, uh, of a skeleton that really help, that, that need to be established the for teaser. all the fleshly things that hang on top of it. So that's what the theme is on legal meditations. We're going to have a word of prayer. Um, Jonathan, can you pray for us? And we'll get in verse afterwards. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for this privilege we have to study the Word. We pray that you will guide us, direct us, give us insight into your law and the Sabbath and how it Im impacts our lives. I pray that you will bless our conversation in a special way, for we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We are in week three of our topic on the Sabbath, and we want to encourage you to go to hopetv.org slash inverse to see past videos. You can also go to social media and all, wherever you get your podcast, your audio, uh, uh, some messages from and shows from, and, and catch up in episode one and episode two, which really builds us where we are in episode three. Uh, let's go to the Bible and see who can you read Deuteronomy chapter six. Deuteronomy chapter six, one through, let's go to one through five first. Okay. Sure. It says, Now this is the commandment, and these are the statutes and judgments which the Lord your God has commanded you to teach you, commanded to teach you, that you may observe them in the land which you are crossing over to possess, that you may fear the Lord your God, to keep all his statutes and his commandments which I command you, you and your son and your grandson, all the days of your life, and that your days may be prolonged. Therefore hear, O Israel, and be careful to observe it, that it may be well with you, and that you may multiply greatly as the Lord God of your fathers has promised you, a land flowing with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all mm. your strength. And let's go to verse 6 in Israel. Can you read 6 through 9, please? And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart, you shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. You shall bind them as signs on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Israel, we've been looking at the uh, concepts of the Sabbath from uh, about two weeks now. What's something that, that sticks out to you? I think the thing that sticks out to me the most is the fact that God, when He created the Sabbath, intended also had a useful intent for it. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that intent is something that expands from eternity past to the eternity future. And, and also it has a role to play in our lives mm -hmm. today. 
Also, uh, something that Siku mentioned was that our concept of rest today is not the same concept that existed uh, before when, when God created it. And so even in a perfect world, there was this element of rest. And so what's been kind of going on in my mind is that in order to keep the Sabbath, we need to also have the mind of God. We mm -hmm. need to understand God's intent for it. Mm -hmm. And so there's a need to understand who God is and what his purpose is mm -hmm. in our lives and who are we in order for us to be able to really understand what the mm -hmm. Sabbath is and how to keep it. And what better way to see the mind of God as but as revealed in Scripture, the yes. mind of God. That's right. why that's why we have the Bible. Um, uh, we did talk about um, a lot of a lot of good stuff in the last two weeks. Spiritual stuff, mm. good, you know, like you know, like warm and and, and core <laughs> stuff. And and then there's a dissonance because there's our everyday, well not every day, every weekly practice of Sabbath, mm -hmm. and then what God intended, the mind of God, and sometimes there's a dissonance between the two. And so in this episode, we're looking at some of these hard, um, I don't know what the right word is, but hard rules, laws that God has put in, and we've seen the abuse of that understanding throughout human history, where mm -hmm. you just keep the Sabbath because of the law. But like I said in my opener, we have gravity. We have the law of gravity. Science is governed by rules. We have governments by rules. Even spirituality has rules. Jonathan, why is that such a... That's not a popular thing to talk about. That's <laughs> kind of... Uh, how do we reconcile rules and properties mm -hmm. and spirituality? Yes. No, I. you know that... The, you're right. It's very popular to kind of like everyone do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. you're, you're your own uh, lawmaker, so to say. Right. But that that exactly is the thing that everything that we do is governed by laws. Mm -hmm. we, you know, there's natural laws. We cannot change those. Mm -hmm. It's just how reality is designed. Mm -hmm. And reality is, as we know from Scripture, not just the physical, what we see, but also the spiritual. Mm -hmm. And so it makes sense that there's also law in spiritualness. Now, uh, in spirituality. But because we know that creation, you know, Sabbath celebrates the creation, is, is coming from God and God is love, that means everything He creates stems forth from Him, is a reflection of who He is and who his, what His character is like. And so there, there has to be boundaries, um, but those boundaries really are only visible uh, in the light of evil. All right. So, like before creation, mm -hmm. or, or before before sin, rather, mm -hmm. there was there were boundaries in the Garden of Eden. God had one law, right? But it was only necessary, um, you know, it was put in place for for a reason. But it, it is, mm -hmm. we are now aware of so much more law because of sin, mm -hmm. because of evil. God had to express the reality of goodness in the context of an evil, mm -hmm. you know, uh, of an evil world. Uh, that last week's episode on goodness is so core yeah. because that lays the foundation for us to talk about the law in mm -hmm. a, from, the lightness, uh, from the light of goodness. Yeah. Uh, some people have a negative view of law because like you have the police and if you have a negative view of the police, any law that comes from the police will be like, oh, this is just, mm. you know, in, the, in, this, in this world that we live in today, this is, you know, one part of society telling me what to do and, and, and you get everything that, even though it may even have a good intention, is viewed with that negative light. Mm -hmm. But if you, uh, there is a tech company out there that, that worships fruit and everything that this tech company does is considered to be super awesome. So even when they make something totally horrible and something that totally doesn't work, they're like, oh, it's just so wonderful. You have this element going on too. I've just lost half my audience by doing that. But uh, we were looking at God, not the police or this worshiped fruit in any way. Uh, we're looking at God in terms of the laws that he provides. You know, going to, to, what, to what Jonathan was saying, 
because you talked about goodness and how that is the, the source mm. of, and notice what it says in verse 1, it says, now this is the, the commandment, this mm. is a, a singular, mm -hmm. and then it says, and these are the statutes, plural. Yeah. And so it, it's kind of like, uh, um, to piggyback on what he was saying, it's kind of like when, when with, with your children, mm. you know, now everyone's got children, including Jonathan, Yay. right? Yay. Uh, Yay. And, um, you know, you can, you, we just, whenever we leave the house, hey guys, make sure you're good because people are going to be watching and they're going to be judging us as parents and <laughs> we put the weight of the world on them, right? And, and, and that would be enough. We don't do that. So we can tell the kids, be good. Yeah. But then it's true. It's true. You would think, I, but then uh, in different contexts, I was gonna, I was gonna go into oh. blasting mode, but they might watch, right? I'm trying to be a better father. So, but then, <laughs> but then in different contexts, you have to define what that goodness looks like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, so like in other words, don't hit each other. In other words, I'm not hitting them. Well, then don't speak like that to, to them, right? And you have to kind of define what goodness yeah. is mm. through statutes. You have that standards. command There's of laws, goodness yeah. and, mm -hmm. then, and then the different statutes of whatever awesome. it is. Awesome. And so I think this is what happened as a result of sin. Not only are we weakened morally, yes. but also our intellectual capabilities have diminished. Yeah. And so now God has to spell out this is what it means to be good. This is yeah. what it means to be loved. Yeah. The central, the central foundation of yeah. the Sabbath and murder and and not murdering and all these different things. The central foundation of that is love. But mm -hmm. God has to explain that to us a little more. Yeah. Yeah. And the great irony is that we see from from human history and from biblical history that those who take those standards and then that becomes the definition of goodness in itself. And, and God's not saying, hey, you've missed the whole point of yeah. that. So we're navigating through these and things. It's, it's, all, it's all about perspective. Mm. So a couple of years ago, I was climbing Mount Olympus in Greece, okay? And they wow. told us, wow. yeah, Mount the real Mount Olympus, yeah. <laughs> and I thought it was a mythical place where the gods left. It, yeah, it is. But uh, they're not there because uh, they don't <laughs> exist. But um, so it's I was there. Oh, it's a real mountain? Yeah, oh, it's a real mountain. Okay, I don't know. Highest mountain in Greece. Okay. okay, cool. And so we were climbing and, uh, you know, it's hiking at first, mm -hmm. and then they told us we, we reached a, a point where we had to stay overnight in, in a cabin, and they told us you need um, helmets, and uh, it, there's going to be a climbing part mm -hmm. in the end. And I'm like, really? I mean, do we really need this? You know? And so, but it, you know, we, we had to take it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Austrian, you know, yeah. Norwegian, we can climb. <laughs> and so we got there, we, we hiked and hiked and hiked, and we finally got to the really steep part. And it really was, you know, about, you know, I don't know, 300 meters, 200 meters of very steep climbing and just rocks, very loose rocks. And that was the whole point. There were loose rocks, they could fall on your head and you could, you know, get hurt. Mm -hmm. And as we were climbing up there, we saw these little little signs saying, oh, this and this person died here. And I'm like, oh, where are we? What did we, what did we sign up for here? But, um, <clears throat> and there was also, you could also, if you wanted to, you can connect to a rope and those kind of things. And, you know, you could see it from a perspective of, oh, I have to, why do I have to be hooked into this rope? Why do I have to wear this helmet? Right. You know, what's the point? I can, you know, I don't need this. But sure enough, there were moments where people were shouting from up, you know, further up, like Petra, which means stone, and, and there were stones coming down. So we had to, like, go against the wall and protect ourselves. What how, do, how does this relate to this? Um, when we look at the law, um, it is protection. And, but if we don't see that, if we look at it from very, very narrow view, it, it feels like I'm trapped. You know, oh, this is, this is holding you back. I'm not free. But really, it is protection from, from something really bad. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, we made it up there. We had a wonderful view and a wonderful time. So in the same way, God's law protects us. And, and so that negative connotation that people have with the law, when you change your perspective, you see it as an outwork of love, as, as Israel was saying, mm -hmm. and as uh, a protection from evil. 
um, it totally changes things. Mm. Mm. Amen. Um, I, I was going to bring it from the perspective of children, you mm. know, and to what this text that we read um, speaks about. When we, we like to think we know better or, or we have knowledge, we have wisdom, mm -hmm. right? But what it's saying when it's saying, teach these things to your children, there's mm -hmm. an element of those who have gone before you have learned something from their experience. Mm. And so there's something to listening to wisdom that comes down to you. Like, yes. yeah, there are things you can learn from your own personal experience, but if you can learn from your own experience, but if you're wise, you'll learn from somebody else's experience, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And who, who better to learn from, from God himself. Mm -hmm. So there's, right. there's wisdom that has been handed down to us. And in here, the law, is handed down to us as a gift, mm -hmm. really, for our own protection, because instead of getting hit by a rock and mm -hmm. then figuring out you need a helmet, why don't you just learn from somebody who's mm -hmm. gone before you? So you can hold that thought, and we're going to be handing down some uh, messages during the break, so stay with us. You're watching and you're listening to Inverse. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Welcome back. Siku? Okay. Um, so, what I was saying before the break was that there's when, when we have the law of God that is handed down to us and it's given to us as a trust, mm. really, because God himself, you know, who knows why we were created and how we were created, knows he kind of, he has the manual for how we ought to operate. Mm -hmm. And then he says in Deuteronomy chapter six, verse two, right? It mm -hmm. says, fear the Lord your God to keep all his statutes, commandments, which I command you and your son and your grandson all the days of your life that your days may be prolonged. Mm -hmm. So he's saying that it's the commandment is for you. It's for your son. It's for your grandson. There's a, there's an element of passing on mm -hmm. from one generation to the next, mm -hmm. you know, this knowledge. Um, like I remember when, when I had my first child, my mom came to help and she would tell me all these things, you know, oh, do this for the baby, do that. And I'll be like, really? What's the science to that? <laughs> I mean, and she would she'd be like, okay, well, in my day when we had children, this is what we did. And I'm like, really? I mean, that doesn't make any sense to me. Hmm. And then it would be like three months down the road and, and I finally find the article on Google. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, my mom was right. <laughs> and, but now it's too late because I didn't listen to my mom. But there's, there's wisdom in listening to, you know, the generations that have gone before us mm. and most importantly to the Word of God. Because mm. um, these things are, the, the Word of God is a safeguard for us and God's yes. law is actually a safeguard for us. Um, the issue that I had with, with how it was presented to me, and I think this may sometimes be what happens with God's Word and God's law, is that it was, yeah, just do this just because that's just what you do. Mm -hmm. And sometimes like with God's law, it's like, well, this is just what you do. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's something in us that can rebel against that, you mm -hmm. know, that's like, OK, yeah, but it, it doesn't make sense. Like, why? Mm -hmm. and especially when you grow up in a household, in a home that is that has faith, you know, that is religious. The religion can get so dogged, 
you know, and yeah. then it just becomes about rules. Well, do this, do that. And yes, the rules are a safeguard, and if we keep them, we can avoid a whole lot of trouble, but there's something in us that kind of wants to resonate with what we're doing. Like, mm -hmm. why am I doing it? Mm -hmm. And that may be part of, you know, the challenge that we have with the, you know, the structural things mm -hmm. um, with the law of God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is just, well, if we can connect, uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's your same thought, but in verse seven, it says, you shall teach diligently to your children. Right. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you mm -hmm. rise up. Those four verbs there is really every aspect of your life. There's really not something that you're, you're not, you're always doing one of those four um, and you're always teaching and it's God has instituted the family and so we want to really encourage you out there for those who may be young families, young parents and having young children that sometimes families can seem like pretty crazy environments, right? Just if you have had a back, bad, bad uh, family background or if your child is just, you know, insane and won't, won't <laughs> go, to, go to sleep. But these are environments for us to, to learn about the goodness of God yeah. and a loving father, a loving mother, uh, a loving family. And, to, and without, you know, you can, be, you can think about it. Uh, God could have just had us in, in test tubes and without mothers and fathers, just like, this is my law and you shall keep it. Mm -hmm. But God has created these environments, incubators, of families mm -hmm. to, to continue this. And I, I appreciate that thought. I was just wanting to continue. Jonathan, yeah, sorry to Just to kind of jump off yep. that as well, I really appreciate what you were bringing out there. And um, the beauty of, of the Word of God is that the Ten Commandments, that's not all we have. The Ten Commandments are embedded in story, mm -hmm. lots of stories. And so to me growing up, it was I always struggled with when someone gave me a law or a rule and you just have to obey it and you don't understand why. And this is, I don't want to, I don't want to obey if I, I need to know why. I need to know why. And, uh, and so stories flesh it out. They help us to, to see the reality of, okay, this could make sense. And then when I try it out, oh, I realize it does make sense. But not only that, the main thing that makes a difference is the connection then with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Because when you know Jesus, you realize his goodness, his purity, his holiness. And you're like, wow, like he's so amazing, so good. And you realize, I don't, I'm not like that but I want that. Mm -hmm. And His law helps us to establish that reality. Mm -hmm. uh, his Holy Spirit empowers us to, to keep in all these things. But I appreciate that the Ten Commandments are not standalone. They are embedded in story mm -hmm. that, that inspires us to try it, mm -hmm. to inspires us to hand it down to our families mm -hmm. and so on. Yeah. Sure. When you think about the scripture, it's, it's one of the most beautiful, it, it is the most beautiful manual ever written mm. because God does not do that. And, and it's interesting how as humanity, we, can, we kind of naturally tend to rebel against God. Mm. Like why, he doesn't answer our questions. He doesn't answer, he just gives us these direct commands. That's not at all what he's doing in Deuteronomy chapter six. Because if you if you look at the if you if you look at uh, the details of what is being shared there, yeah. he's giving so much detail. It's like a it's like an extremely clear manual. Mm. It says this is the commandment in in uh, verse one. These are the statutes which you're supposed to uh, keep and teach and observe, right? But verse two gives us the reason why, so that you may fear the Lord your God. In other words, he's saying the reason why you need the law of God is because it is through the observance of the law of God that something miraculously happens in your mind that you're able to understand what the fear of God is and you're able to experience the fear yes. of God. It's a manual on spirituality. Mm -hmm. You follow these instructions, it will help you yeah. to get to a spiritual you, relationship right, yeah. with God. And, and it's not a formula, okay. right? But it's a manual on, so these things will naturally happen once you do this, mm -hmm. right? So the observance of God's law will ultimately then uh, be able to instill in us the fear of God so that, so, it's there, so that we're able to keep actually his statutes in verse two. Mm -hmm. And then, he, and then he continues on uh, to the verse we've already read like three or four times, and that is that 
this takes place that as we teach them to our children, you know, th th uh, this, this is part of the, the commandment that God gives us as well. So something happens through the instruction that a parent gives to a child in that it reinforces it in the parents to observe the law of God. And then also, as, as uh, Jonathan was saying, it provides some kind of a narrative context so that the children are able to understand. Mm -hmm. And so what God does is, in, in the mind of God, He created this very clear and logical approach to life. And he says, in order, to, in order for you as a created human being to live happily in my creation, this is what needs to take place. And we kind of, it's funny how we rebel against that because we would never rebel against putting, you know, gasoline into our vehicle, right? <laughs> We'd never say, you know what, that's so dumb. Why am I so, you know, constrained by laws to put gas into my car? I want to put sugar in there. I want to put water. Water's cheaper. It makes more sense. My body uses water as fuel. Why can't my car, right? <laughs> so God says you, you're, you're designed to live in a certain way. Yeah. And if you want to live happily within this context, within the context of what I have created and I've created you too, then this is the way to do it. And yeah. by following the manual, you are living life to the fullest. Oh, that's a beautiful illustration. Can I ask just a follow-up? Like, so uh, I, you mentioned it's not a formula. What is the difference between a manual and a formula? Both you follow, both you expect an outcome. What, 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 what makes it different? Because someone who may be hearing it, they may be hearing it as a manual, like that's awesome. Others may hear it as a formula, like that sounds a little bit wrong. Yeah. What's the difference between the two? Yeah, a, a formula does not require human intelligence. Mm -hmm. Right. Anybody can do a four. If you if you uh, plug and play. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now. Now the manual requires the understanding of, OK, this is the, it, the manual understands. First of all, there's a I'm only simply playing a role. There's an understanding of that. It also understands that there is someone that has written the the um, the the different rules and regulations of the thing that we're doing because they have they either understand it or they've created it. Mm -hmm. And so in order for us, the reason why this is a manual is we understand that God is our creator. Without the understanding of God is our creator, then no matter how much we plug and play these different things, mm -hmm. it's never going to have the actual outcome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Awesome, 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 awesome. Thank you. Uh, Siku and then John. Uh, this is not exactly on what he was saying, okay. but going to the verse that you read in verse 7 mm -hmm. of Deuteronomy 6. Yes. Um, where he says you shall teach them diligently to your children mm -hmm. um, and speak of them and, and, and bind them on your hand. It, it, it made me think of Exodus chapter 20. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go there, Siku? <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> prohibit you from reading the Bible verse. I can reference it. Okay, um, we can reference it. I know we read it last, last episode last week. So <laughs> in the Sabbath commandment, it talks about um, the, a family unit, like in keeping the Sabbath, that yes. there is a family component to it. Mm -hmm. and it, it so you should keep it, your son, your daughter, your, son, your, your man daughter, servant, your man servant, mm -hmm. servant, that the Sabbath, Sabbath observance happens in a context, mm -hmm. you know, in a context of, of a community. And this, the commandments of God, like the, the entirety of the commandments of God mm -hmm. are, are ex experienced you know, mm -hmm. like so the teaching helps you to understand better, helps them to understand. So the, the experience of the commandments happens in a context mm -hmm. as well. You know, so I just thought of that link, you know, that that there is a context to the experience of God's commandments and there's a context to the experience of the Sabbath. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could go into like a little corner by myself, but Sabbath is not just experienced, you know, in isolation. Mm -hmm. So God's God's intention for mm -hmm. our commandment keeping and our Sabbath keeping is actually supposed to happen 
in a social context mm -hmm. with my sons, my daughters, you know, my parents, you know, with, with my co community. Mm -hmm. That's where you actually learn to keep the commandments. How do you not kill if there's nobody to kill? Mm -hmm. Like, you mm -hmm. know, like, mm -hmm. um, so anyways, yeah, so. That's uh, yeah. good context. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I appreciate that uh, you're connecting it to the Sabbath because the Sabbath really brings um, uh, the spiritual vibrancy to the Ten Commandments. It, 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 it's kind of like the highlight of the Ten Commandments, in my opinion, because it celebrates the reality of your relationship with God. Uh, and it, and it, God made sure it's not just something you can do if you want to. He said, hey, every week you get to do this. You know, it's part of the fabric of, the, of, of time, and it's part of how you were designed to live. Uh, because humans cannot live in, in other rhythms. It has to be the seven-day rhythm mm -hmm. um, and sustainable. And then the beauty here is in Deuteronomy 6, the promise in verse 2 in the end is, you know, all, you know you, um, that your days may be prolonged. Uh, in verse 3, uh, you know, I promise you a land flowing with milk and honey. Uh, you will be multiplied, you, that you may be well, it may be well with you. God's intention is goodness. I want you to have a quality of life. That's why I've given you the manual that, that, that gives, shows you what life at its fullest can be like. Mm -hmm. this, is, this is the way to go if you want a full and rich life. Mm -hmm. And if you add God into the equation, you know, uh, if God is, which is where Sabbath comes in, in a special way, it becomes the best way to live mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. So, and God wants that for all our families and everyone. Mm -hmm. You know, um, we, we live on a large property and we have to mow our lawn with this, uh, with this special large tractor. <laughs> And, um, and then we also purchased a generator because we live in the country and the electricity goes out a lot, so we have to plug it in. Now for me, um, when, I, when I bought these things, I, was, I would just put regular gasoline in it. And because I thought, you know, this is out of, all the, out of all the machines that I value, these are the ones I value the least. Like I use them to mow my lawn and whatever, 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 right? And so it wasn't until I, I was um, talking to a friend of mine who, who owns a large, property that they told me you got to insert the best kind of gasoline otherwise the machine dies that understanding that changed my perspective on everything in life the manual teaches us not how to live life but how to live it more abundantly mm. as we've heard this week that this the best gasoline for your life is to keep the sabbath the way that god intended for you and with all the deadlines that you have all the crazy kids that are screaming in your house all the sleepless nights that you've had we all need that sabbath rest not a day of sleeping but a day of spiritual reflection with our creator Hopefully you've been blessed by this episode and hopefully you've had this desire maybe to keep the Sabbath the way that God intended in His rules and statutes to be. And if you've kept uh, Sabbath for your whole life, keep it with the spirit that God has uh, imbued the day with. We'll see you next week as we continue our topic on the Sabbath. God bless you.
You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by The Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.